you bedazzled your ankle monitor. (laughs) I I love it. Hey friend, welcome to the Ready to Rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? All right, you guys, meet Maddie Munson. She is somebody who literally took the low point of her life, bedazzled the the F out of it, (laughs) and now has been sober for over a year and is teaching others how to live their best life through sobriety, through changing their life, through learning from her lessons and making it her own, right? So she is also a social media manager. She does social media marketing. She's amazing. She has the funnest page. I'm literally scrolling it right now as I say all of this because I just love looking at all her fun photos and videos and everything that she's done showing people like how much fun she's having living her life now that it's changed, right? And even before that, she's just like a high energy fun person. But even before that, right? And now, now that she's changed everything, it's amazing to watch her grow. It's literally so much fun. She's such a boss. So check her out. It's Maddie Munson, M-A-D-D-I-E-M-U-N-S-O-N. And I can't wait for you to listen to this episode just about her turning it around. You bedazzled your your ankle monitor. <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you. Let's start there. I mean, like leading up to that, I know, like, because I was following you for a long time. Like, I remember seeing, like, that you know, you were always out having fun, doing all the things. And I mean, what happened? Like, what led up to the ankle monitor? So basically, like, I moved to LA from New York, and then I was drinking every day, and like, because mm-hmm. obviously, like, any, like, I just moved to LA. What am I gonna do? Like, I'm gonna yeah. party party time so totally I was like living my life and I was heavily drinking and partying and then um I ended up like I was just out here on vacation and um (laughs) my parents were like when are you coming back home like we bought a ticket for you and I would miss the flight because I'm like I'm just vibing like with my one suit and like one outfit that I had oh I love it So I was with some friends and they're like, we don't want you to go. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I would uh, totally like stay here if I had a place to live. And this guy, this guy was like, you can sublease my room probably. I'm like, all right, a thousand bucks and I'm in. We shook hands and I missed my flight home. And then (laughs) I got kicked out of that apartment one month because I stole my roommate's rental car and borrowed it overnight. Okay. You borrowed it. <laughs> I borrowed it. And um apparently like that's not okay. Like normal people oh, okay. don't do that. Um <laughs> but like I thought that it was fine. Mm-hmm. So I got kicked out and I ended up meeting this guy who lived in Santa Monica who was like, You can dog sit and house sit and live with me okay. for two weeks. Yeah. And I said, perfect, because I just got laid off from my job in New York and I had no hey, why not? I had no money. I had no job. I had no plans. I was like, yeah, I moved in with this complete stranger. (laughs) Um, 
I still live with him today. Wow. Yeah, I took care of the dog and I had a lot of free time. So what happened during that free time in May of 2021, I got in trouble. Like I was drinking and driving Mm -hmm. and I got in trouble. You can guess what happened there. Um, They Mm -hmm. said I got arrested. Um, I got like, originally it was like seven charges. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's not fucking normal. So I was like, I thought I was um, Harley Quinn and I was like, all of the cops. And I was like, I love it for you. (laughs) She was untied. Your wife's cheating on you. Why are you so nervous? And I got out of the handcuffs twice. I thought I was going to escape. Like I was trying to run away and I thought that somebody was going to save me. Nobody did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the next day my roommate picked me up from jail and, uh, took me to the bail bonds guy. And this guy was like, you have a problem. Like if you don't stop drinking, you're going to kill someone. No, you're going to kill yourself or worse. Like you're going to kill someone else. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like, Mm -hmm. Um, and my parents were like, Maddie, when is this going to stop? Like, yeah, almost 30 years old and you're still getting arrested and you're still drinking and driving and who knows, like Mm -hmm. what's wrong with you. And, um, and then they're like, we're not helping you out. You can pay for your lawyer yourself. Mm -hmm. Like we're tired of it. Good luck. Um, and that's when I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like it's not okay. I was like, I am almost 30 and like, why am I doing this? And so I had to get an ankle monitor for 90 days. Okay. As part of my like little case or whatever. Yeah. And um that was probably like the worst and the best thing that ever happened to me. Like my lawyer was like, Yeah, you're gonna have to put an ankle monitor on. And I said, What? I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, and totally. You're like, how can I go party? How can I go do things? Like, how can I do my life? Yeah, like, that's so embarrassing. I was like, there's no fucking way. And he's like, okay, well, do you want to go to jail? And I'm I'm like, no. He's like, then you need to put, you have to put the ankle monitor on. And I'm like, all right, well, if Lindsay Lohan can do it, I can do it. Totally. (laughs) And so I got the ankle monitor. Um... It was literally like screwed onto my ankle. Like it's like being in jail outside of jail. Whoa. Like they, they like lock it on. So you. tight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, you literally can't take it off. You can't tamper with it. They give you like a Wi-Fi router to set up at your house. And like, it, <gasps> oh my God. it will like vibrate. And if it, it collects like a sample of your skin to your sweat to test if there's any alcohol in your system. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Wow. Like you literally can't drink or you can't drink on it. So I had to be sober for like 90 days. And I, I got the ankle monitor put on when I was five months sober. Okay. So so you had already been like five months sober at this point. Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, geez, like now I have to get locked in. Yeah. So I was like depressed. I was working a corporate job, like wearing flare jeans every day and I lost my license. So I was working from home, like for a couple months. And then in March, it was like, actually, I think, yeah, two years ago, um, I went into the office and I said, Hey guys, I can't really drive to work anymore. And they were like, we know, like, it's fine. Oh, wow. They're like, you still need to come to the office. And I'm like, 
can I just work from home? Like I do social media marketing and I was like, Mm -hmm. can I just work from home? Because you gave me a raise after 90 days of working from home. Like I'm good at work. I do my job. Totally work from home. And they were like, no, you have to come to the office. So, and they were like, we're going to give you um, Uber to come to work. And that was like 200 bucks a month. And at the time, Ubers were really fucking expensive. Yeah. So, and I don't know, me and my boss or whatever, um, we weren't getting along. And after a week, I said, this week cost me $150 in Uber. Like, this yeah. is a And they said, you can ride the bus to work then. And I said, hell no. And I started yeah. going to work whenever I felt like it. So I would go to the office at like 11 a.m. and then leave at three because I was like over the job. I'm wow. like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to yeah. be here. And I have an ankle monitor. So like all this time, I'm like actually depressed. Yeah. Yeah. You're like going through so much. Yeah. And like, so then I got fired naturally. Um, I was in April and then I had the ankle monitor from till May, I think the middle of May. So I was like, I'm going to like not work for the rest of the time I have the ankle monitor. So I was like chilling at home, um, waking up every day, kind of depressed, but like, also I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being depressed. So I was in bed. I made a TikTok about it. And I thought it was like pretty funny. And yeah. I just made a talk about it. And then my mom was like, don't do that. Delete that. Don't they always? <laughs> so naturally I started making more TikToks about it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I bedazzled it. And I was like, you know what? Why didn't Lindsay Lohan do this? Like I bedazzled yeah. it. I started doing photo shoots. I was like, yeah. To hide it when I went to the gym, but I uncovered it. I was like, I'm going to embrace mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way I can cope. Like, yeah, I'm gonna embrace it. I'm. I want to be on the cover of Vogue with my blinged out ankle yes. blunder, like going all in. Why not? Why is nobody doing this? Like, yeah, Lindsay Lohan missed the opportunity, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you found it. Yeah. So, um, basically, I just turned a negative situation into a positive, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is gonna like, I don't know. People were like, oh my god, this is cool, and then some people were like, oh my god, like you're a criminal um but I just just love like doing stuff like that and that's how I dealt with it and I ended up meeting my boyfriend with the ankle monitor and he was like that's hot and oh my gosh was he like attracted to the fact that you were like recovering and changing your life and all of that or like the bad girl vibes I think both because I (laughs) met when I was five months sober so like yeah I was sober but um it was just like, I don't know. I'm kind of yeah. both. But like, yeah. obviously, now I'm more like recovered and like grown and like yeah. more of like a value woman. But like, the ankle monitor was the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And I ended up like getting some viral TikToks and I was like, this is fun. I made a little money yeah. and I had to like help other people going through the same thing. I still have people to this day like, DMing me like about the ankle monitor. They have one and they like see that I've flaunted mine. Yeah. And I'm like, just bedazzle it and like you'll feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it actually really did help you through your situation to just show it. Like I remember seeing that on your social media. Like you were always like posting about it, talking about it, and talking about your journey. And I think that is the biggest thing that helps other people through. Yeah, for sure. 
Can we talk a little bit about your journey? So you've been sober how long now? I've been sober for 17 months. Wow. And how are you feeling now? Like now that it's, you know, you're past that five month initial stage, right? Like 17 months in. Um, I feel good. Like I feel, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Cause like I was just trying to get to like a year and like, that was such a like mile milestone for me. Yeah. And now I'm like, Oh my God, it's been 17 months. Like time's going by fast, but, um, it's really great. I'm like, I just got my license back. I just got a car. So which like, um, like ironically it's a cop car. And she's <laughs> that soon, but um, I just got a car and like I'm able to like I started my own business this year. Um, wow! Yeah, and like I'm able to like like be the person I want to be, and I'm like confident. And I work out. I go to therapy. I have like tools to like. Yeah. If I'm going crazy, to like know that like I can call people or like. I can help someone and that will help me feel better or like get me out of myself. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to get better like every day. And like that requires a lot of work. Like Mm -hmm. I go to a lot of meetings and like, I try to like help people like who are wanting to be sober, like just by saying you can call me every day. Yeah. Um, Huge. Yeah. Just staying, staying close to like my sober community, my sober girlfriends and doing things that like make me happy every day but like so I'm trying to get back into like I did a boxing class this morning oh nice amazing and um just always trying to do more self-care yeah I feel like that's the best thing to do because we don't know how to cope when we're doing those kinds of different behaviors right where we're like drinking way too much or spending too much partying too much like doing too much of anything like that, it's usually a coping behavior. And so now you're learning how to cope in other ways, but also sharing it with other people, which is huge because people are going to see, like in our culture, I feel like it's so much more fun and more glamorous to like, you know, be spreading the message of like the partying and the fun and all of that. Right. And it's like, you know, like Maddie, where are you going tonight? Like I'm tagging along, but now it's such a positive thing you're sharing like sobriety and your healing tools and all the things. Yeah. It's, um, pretty crazy. Like I, I don't know. I, I believe in like being like authentic and like sharing my stuff. I just don't give a fuck. Like I don't care if like job people like see my stuff because I don't want a job. Like that's why I started my own business. I don't care. I'm like sharing my stuff. Like my dad now follows me on Instagram and is liking my reels and stuff. And like, um, my mom has always been very supportive. Oh shit. Hello. Oh, I was getting a call. Um, my mom, my mom has always been so supportive, but like sharing my journey. Like I know most people maybe will be afraid of like putting their out there, but I'm like, totally. why has nobody, like, why didn't Lindsay Lohan like use her platform to like help people? I just want to. Yeah. Yep. I feel like that's huge. Like so many of us literally like get in a bad situation. We're stuck somewhere. We don't share it because we're ashamed and we're hiding that. And especially like you said, with the monitor, like hiding it at the gym and all of that, like totally makes sense. Like as far as society goes, but you turning it around like that, like completely turning it around, bedazzling it. Like, wow. Yeah. I literally like, I wanted to keep it. I wish I had it. 
Oh, shit. They had to take it away. <laughs> they took it back. $1,600. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What are they going to do? Like, unbedazzle it and put it on somebody else? Well, I had to unbedazzle it every time I saw the person who was, like, checking on it. Because you're not allowed to bedazzle it. They're like, you can't tamper with it. You can't put stickers on it. Now I get it. (gasps) So naturally, I did. (laughs) I'm going to bedazzle it because it makes me feel better. And then it was just like the stickies you just like, you know, take off. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I didn't realize that part. Now I get it. Like you said, like it can't be tampered with and all of that. So meaning, yeah, you can't even put stickers or anything. Yeah, but I did because I'm I still like they're like you can't wear perfume because it has alcohol in it and I'm like I'm still wearing my Chanel perfume nothing happened I think they just try to scare you they also told me I couldn't go to the beach I went to the beach and like I got sand in it and I had to get a new one and I was like I don't know what happened but the beach probably you can't go to but I did it anyway (laughs) Me me and my boyfriend went to the beach and he was like carrying me and I my foot fell into the ocean with the monitor. So I think like you get like one free, free, like freebie where awesome. I'm like, I don't uh-huh. know what it's not working. They're like, okay, but like, if you, if this happens again, you're going to pay for it. Oh, and by the way, I had to pay like $13 a day, which was like $375 a month to have it on. Oh my gosh. Like the core system is in place to like screw you. Yeah. Basically. Like imagine like people who like I'm lucky that I could do that, but like that's why so many people are in jail. Like I just feel so bad. Like I met people in my DUI class who are like they really can't afford to pay. Oh my gosh, thirteen dollars a day. Yeah, yeah. And then like if you have uh, a breathalyzer on your car, which I don't know how, but I got out of that. If you have one on your car, you have to pay for that too. It's like, and then like to install it, it's like $150. Like it's, it's crazy. Like all these things you don't know. And you're like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I have the million dollar question here. Um, Do you regret the situation? No, because it was the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. Like if that didn't happen and like, if I didn't hit my rock bottom and if I didn't get there wonder like I would probably maybe wouldn't be sober today yeah like I might be dead or like I might be alone and like I wouldn't have been able to like meet the people who are like in my life today and now like I can only imagine but I'm sure that those people you've met now are like uplifting amazing like the connections are probably so much deeper and more authentic I love that so much community and I love all my friends and like they're there for me whenever like if I need them at 3 a.m like they will be there they will answer their phones whereas like people who I went to the bar with like could not care less you know yeah yeah it's just like where's the next party or like what's happening or yeah such a different vibe now and you're so much happier I love it do you have advice like for the people who are kind of following along now like what do you tell those people who you know call you all the time you know when they're starting their journey like what's a good starter step um I mean I feel like there's a lot of people who want to who want to stop drinking but they can't like they can't because they can't control their drinking 
Um, and that's when, you know, you have a problem is when you actually like can't stop drinking or Mm -hmm. when I just share my story, like when I drink, I can't stop. Um, when I'm drinking, like I used to go on dates every night and have like five cocktails and like, be like, Oh, like, I don't know. I would black out of blackout. I would drink to blackout. And, um, I just like share my experiences and say like, I am happy to be sober. And like, it took me, I mean, it took me like ruining my life basically. And then going to like getting a, like a program and like, even when I was, it took me a long time to get sober. Like I tried on my own. It never worked. And then I relapsed after like 70 days after Mm -hmm. like my little mishap, but it's hard for some people because like, if you don't want it and if you're not like willing, and if you still want to like continue to ruin your life to the ground, then like, that's up to you. But like, it's easier to do it now than like when you get a DUI. So like, for me, it took getting like getting into trouble and like ruining my life. But like when other people, they're like, I can't stay sober or like they feel like they haven't like hit their rock bottom. Then I just share my story and hope that I'm like, you don't have to like ruin your life. Like yeah. you don't have to like get to the point where you have to have an ankle monitor. Like you don't have to get there. Like I did it. So like, you might as well just do it now. Just get to 90 days. I'm like, just get yeah. to 30 days, just get to 90. Yeah. And when I first got sober, like my mentor said, just get to 90 days. And that's what I, like kept me going. That's it. Yeah. That's so good. Yep. And adding that self-love in, like you said, and yeah, I love that. Just sharing it because you know what you just said that it, it made me think about people not having to hit their own rock bottom by hearing others like yours. Like if we can envision our life, like going to that direction, you know, paying for an ankle monitor and all the things, right. It's like, it, that's like sobering just to think about that in yourself. Yeah. Or or I tell them like, if you keep drinking, you will die. Yeah. Yeah. Either die or kill someone else because you're going to be blacked out driving drunk. Mm-hmm. or like you're going to be blacked out and like be put in a situation and then like get yourself in a bad situation like bad things will happen to you and it's like so it's like if you keep drinking you're gonna die that's what it's like for me if yeah. I drink it like I could die yeah or I could someone else. like it won't take long to do that because I'm blacking out every time I drink yeah. Yeah. You're like, now that you've had that wake up call, you've like noticed the severity of it. And now, you know, and now you're completely changed, which is amazing. Like on a whole different path. Yeah. I love it. That's so awesome. It's so inspiring. Like, I really thank you so much for sharing your story because exactly what we just said, getting it out there is so important. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people are realizing that like alcohol is like literally a poison. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not good. It like makes you feel like shit. And it's just like, I don't know, especially in LA, like people want to be healthy and like alcohol is not good for you in any way, shape, or form. So totally. And I love to wrap up. I know you gave us a bunch of kind of tips a minute ago, but I love to wrap up with like one self-love tip that you could share with everybody. 
All right, before Maddie finishes that thought, I just wanted to remind you guys to hit up gutpersonal.com to check out some of my favorite supplements for gut health. Don't forget to use that ready to rise code at the end to save yourself a little cash. Also, doing a quick giveaway. Go check out the IG profile, my personal Instagram at Rose for all the details, but we have hit 100 episodes, as you know, last week, and I'm doing a really big giveaway of all of my favorite things. I want you to check it out. I hope you win it. It's going to be so much fun. Lots of fun stuff. All right, let's see what Maddie's self-love tip is. Are you ready? Putting yourself first and realizing some people are like, oh, self-care like once a month. But like for me, like I'm feeling like I'm saying to myself more lately, like I need to do like one thing for self-care like every day, like every day. So good. One day, get my hair done. The next day, get a massage. The next day, even like just going to the coffee shop and buying a coffee, like that's self-care. And like selfish and like prioritizing myself before anyone else. I was just going to say, yeah, like choose yourself. Exactly. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, for talking about everything, all the real. I appreciate it so much. I'm so happy you got to make it to another amazing episode of the Ready to Rise podcast. Don't hesitate to share this with a friend that needs to hear it. Send it straight to their DMs. Take a screenshot, throw it up in your stories, tag me in it at Hello Audrey Rose. And don't forget, if you leave a written review on the iTunes app, that also helps people find it. So if it resonates with you, help others find it. And I can't wait to hear how much you loved this awesome episode. Have a blessed day.